shortly. And while we're waiting for everyone to arrive, why not head into the chat, let us know who you are, where you're from, your Twitter handle, and if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer during the course of this evening, let us know there as well. Also, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that subscribe button to make sure you stay up to date with all of the events being organised by us at Global GEG. We'll be making a start really soon. Thanks for joining us. Hi everyone. So welcome to today's session. I am so excited about this session because everybody knows I'm a gold. If you didn't watch Stephanie's Rothstein's um, information session on your color and your personality, you totally should go back and do that. But I love to be organized. And when I first saw Data Studio, I'm like, oh, it's just data. Like, I don't need any more data in my life. I already have a ton of data. Until I found Megan and Mike's website. And then I was amazed. It was so organized. It was beautiful. It allowed people to collaborate. And I was like, we have to get them on Global GEG because it was like a lifesaver for me. And it wasn't just data. It was a way for teachers to collaborate with a Google form and it saved them time to filter their lessons that they were searching or templates. So it was super helpful and I just cannot wait. So Megan and Mike, thank you so much for coming today. And go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Mike, go ahead, I'll let you take go first. Okay, uh, so my name is Mike Herman. Um, I'm an educational technology coach of the Pensbury School District, which is right outside of Philadelphia. Um, for 23 years, I was a science teacher of physical science and chemistry, um, and I recently became an educational technology coach uh, for our middle school level. So I kind of took the ideas that I had from teaching as well as my educational technology background, and really once COVID hit, you know, really kind of started uh, started really delving into a lot of the things that you're going to be seeing here today. And my colleague, Megan, will tell you a little bit about some of the experiences that we had when we went through this and how uh, Data Studio really helped us. Yeah, and Mike and I have been working together for decades at this point. Please don't do the math with how old we yeah, are. I had a lot um, more hair when we started, a lot more <laughs> hair and a lot less gray. Yeah, um, I have, I'm have. i a high school social studies teacher by training. I was a high school social studies teacher for 22 years. I am Mike's high school ed tech counterpart, the Pensbury School District. So I think it's safe to say that Mike and I have probably seen each other more than we've seen our own families since March 13th mm-hmm. um, when this all really started. But Data Studio, as we worked as an ed tech team to try to collate and curate resources for our teachers to use in this emergency distance learning environment, Data Studio really became a lifesaver for us and we've fallen in love with it and can't wait to share our experiences with you. So with that, um, Robin, if you could actually bring up the, there we go, my presentation screen. Um, We're gonna be looking at dial up your data with Data Studio. And as Stephanie said, I don't want anybody to get scared when we use the word data, because in fact, all of the examples we're going to show you today are actually textual examples. Although you certainly can use data, you can use this for progress monitoring. We're gonna end the presentation with some ideas of how you can use this. We've already told you a little bit about ourselves. You may or may not have noticed the uh, Pittsburgh Steeler jersey behind Mike. I apologize for that. Um, But what we're really going to walk you through today is, first of all, what Data Studio is, what it looks like. And we're going to start with a finished report so you can get a sense of what a Data Studio report looks like. 
And then we're going to back this up to how do you prepare your data, both through Google Sheets and Google Forms, to use in Data Studio before we take you to Data Studio to show you how then you can customize your reports and do some very basic as well as some more advanced um, features with Data Studio. And then we're going to end with some practical uses for Data Studio at various levels, ranging from the district level all the way down to an individual teacher's classroom. So. When we look at Data Studio, I'm going to actually show you four different Data Studio reports, starting with the one that seemed to catch Stephanie's eye, which was our digital activity repository. Um, but I'm also going to show you a couple other examples of how we've used Data Studio uh, with our district and to help really through the COVID crisis, but also moving forward. So that first Data Studio report is definitely the largest. Uh, we had started to collate hundreds at first of digital resources for our teachers, but we wanted to make it easy for them to find because we knew if we just shared a giant spreadsheet with them, nobody would ever find it. You can see that this record count has now grown up to over 1900, but through these filters at the top, the teachers can search by content area. So I'm gonna go to my social studies. You can either exclude something so I can see everything but social studies, or I can say I want only social studies. So with that, I still have a large number of resources. I still have 472 different resources. I can now look by category, um, content-specific resources, as you see here, doesn't really help me a whole lot because that still gives me 448. But I can look by target grade level. So as a high school teacher, maybe I only want to see the 9 through 12 resources. So now I'm down to a manageable 49 resources on a variety of topics that we have. And this is ever growing. Uh, we do have Google Forms linked to this, so teachers can add resources that they're finding and it auto-populates the Google Sheet that's feeding this Data Studio table. Just to quickly show you two other examples, we had run in our district some virtual PD sessions. Uh, we essentially did three years of professional development in three days at the end of March when we realized what was happening. And we made a table for our teachers to access both the sessions, uh, the resources, a Q&A. We did the same thing for our parents as we started to hear feedback from our parents of, hey, you know, we don't know, we're at home with our kids and we don't know how to use these resources. So we made one for them. And as our high school teachers were required to, well, all of our teachers, really, this one's for the high school, were required to have office hours, we made a sortable data studio table by office hour where they could sort by name, they could sort by department. And this was an earlier attempt, and actually, I, I intentionally included this one we allowed them to sort by office hours, but because the teacher's office hours varied so widely, I mean, as you can see, just by looking at this table, some of them have it in a full one hour block. Some of them have a, an hour total, but in two separate half hour blocks. You can see that the ability to sort by office hours looks a little messy. And that takes us to some of the suggestions that we're going to make in how to best prepare your data for the Data Studio table. So looking ahead, um, and this is something we are actively doing with our school district, the reality is that back to school night is gonna look a little bit different this year because we're certainly not gonna have parents coming into the buildings given uh, the COVID situation. 
So our district has decided that back to school night is likely going to be virtual, where the teachers will be asked to record for each course they're teaching, a video about the course. They're going to need to provide links to any handouts or documents that you would traditionally get. And they would need a feedback form um, with questions. And this is not real data here. So if I hover over this, all of these links, in fact, are actually identical to one another. So we'll ignore that for the time being. But they're going to need a feedback form, a Google form where parents can fill out to ask questions, to get to say, hey, I would like to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So the teachers still have that ability to make those connections. Some of the things that are important with Data Studio, both Google Sheet and the Google form that is feeding this. So this is the Google form that teachers would be filling out. Obviously, they would have to enter their last name and first name. We made the department a drop-down menu. And that was done intentionally because it helps in the Data Studio table to then limit the number of searchable fields. For instance, going back to this office hours, you can see that this gets a little bit messy because of how the teachers set up their office hours. And that was a necessary, um, that was necessary for the COVID situation in the fall. However, you think about something for departments, we have our BCIT department, our business computers and information technology department. We want to make sure that all teachers in that department identify themselves using the same terminologies. We don't want some teachers spelling it out and other teachers using the abbreviation and someone else putting periods in between the abbreviation. So that's why having that drop down menu is, is very important. It's also very important that there are not duplicate uh, column titles through your sheet. So when we had first set this up, in fact, and we, you know, we learned this the hard way, when we had first set this up, we recognized that some teachers may be teaching multiple courses. So we had set this up as a branching form with a question, do you teach a second course? And then it took them to a repeat of the same questions. Well, that confuses Data Studio. So it's actually much better if a teacher needs to submit multiple entries to a Google form to simply set the form so that they can click the link to submit another response. So, oops, sorry about that. So if we go, so in fact, this column, I'm not even sure why that's that has form data, that's an old one. Uh, we wanna make sure that none of, the, none of the columns repeat one another. Mike, is there anything else that you can think of um, as we think, as we look at preparing this data that I missed? No, no, I mean, that's, that's the big thing. It's just really kind of, you know, we have to almost work backwards is thinking of, all right, what kind of data do we wanna present? Uh, what do we want to really search by? And then really that's going to drive the type of questions that you're going to ask in your form, the types of questions you're going to ask in your form um, to have those proper column settings. You know what? I did remember one thing. When you look at setting up your Google form, you do want to avoid checkboxes. And I know that seems counterintuitive because there are certainly times when you might want somebody to say, well, this fits into multiple categories. In having checkboxes, because in the Google Sheet that would generate a cell that has multiple values within that cell, it would again create a situation similar to this office hours issue where the searchability just becomes a little bit muddy. So for instance, with our digital activities spreadsheet, one of the things that we found we had to do is that if there were resources that were 
applicable to multiple specific content areas. You know, maybe it's a, you know, maybe this 1970s protest is also something that was based on literature and could also be used for English. Rather than using checkboxes to say this is both social studies and English, what we've asked our teachers to do and what we've done on the Google Sheet is just to make that entry twice so that when you want to search by a particular field, in this case content area, you can more easily do that. So with that being said, I'm actually going to turn it over to Mike here in a moment. And Mike's going to take this data from this back to school night spreadsheet. And from step one, he's going to walk you through how to create a data studio table with that, that will eventually look like these data studio tables that I showed you as exemplars. So Robin or Stephanie, if you could switch over to Mike at this point. Okay. so. I'm going to start off here uh, in uh, essentially the, the first page of Data Studio. And as you can see up here at the top, um, it's just datastudio.google.com. And really, what I want everyone, I really want to emphasize here is, you know, don't be scared. I know a lot of people think data, they look at graphs, they look at all these numbers, and it kind of really scares them off. And this was kind of a nice thing that when we started exploring this and we were looking at uh, how we were going to best organize our data, you know, this was the this was the best way to do it because it, it's very simple. A uh, couple little things that you know you you find easily by searching, and then once you start really playing with it, you really can make a a powerful type of site and a searchable type of site. So once we start here, uh, the first thing I want to do is I'm going to actually start a blank report. Now, one of the things I do want to show is that before I get into this blank report, is they do have templates. So you'll notice here in my in my window here, um, over on the right-hand side, they do have a template gallery. And you can see all the different types of reports that they have, whether it's a Google Ads overview, uh, world population data. This would kind of be good for like a social studies class, e-commerce. So they have all different types. And, and as I said, there's there, it's very powerful. They're pulling a lot of their information from spreadsheets and various sources. Uh, so, that's a way that you could, if you once you really start getting into Data Studio, uh, you could really start getting it to portray a lot of information. But you know, really, what we want to do here is we're going to start very, very simple. And the way we're going to do that is just starting with a blank report. And there's two ways that I can start with that blank report. You can see here I have the option uh, right here for the first box, um, and then or I can just create either one. Will it will be okay? So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to create a report. Now, the data source would be where I want to uh, essentially pull information from. Uh, but since we already have that information, I'm going to create a report. Now, the first time that you're going to do this, those of you who are very familiar with Google, uh, it's going to be asking permissions. So in this case here, it's going to ask us to connect with our data sources, give us permissions. I always like to tease, you know, when I had kids in the classroom and, you know, we were asking something for Google Drive, giving them their firstborn, a blood sample, whatever it may be. Uh, but here we're just going to get started. It's going to ask for terms. Um, if we're using this for personal use, leave blank. But for here, I'm just going to use this for us. So that's our two minute tech. All right. I uh, scroll down here. And obviously, we always read everything that's in here. Um, and we check that, we acknowledge, and we accept. And then this is just signing up for emails. And again, that's that's your personal preference, how you would want to do with this. 
I do want to emphasize that this is Google, so it is free. So, you know, they're going to have some sort of way to market and to monetize uh, things later on. But for now, we don't have to worry about any sort of payments or things like that. And I'm going to click on done. All right. So now what I'm going to do is create that blank report. And what it's going to ask first is, all right, where do I want to pull that data from? So there's a lot of different types that you can see down here, and I'm going to make my window a little bigger here, um, that you can pull that information from. Uh, if you're really a database person, you know, you can get into SQL. Uh, there's a lot of different things. Again, please don't let all of this scare you because for all intents and purposes, what we're doing, we're really just pulling from one source here, which is going to be Google Sheets because when the teachers or students, however you want to use that Google form, when they filled out that form, it went into that Google spreadsheet. And as before, since this is the first time that I've done this, we got to authorize it. Now, once you do this once, you don't have to worry about that again. Okay. And now what it's going to have here is it's going to have all the items or all different things that I have um, in my in my drive or what's owned by me, what's shared by me. Um, I have different types of brackets in here. I can open them from Google Drive if there's a drive that I need to get from, um, or as well as if I have a URL. So what I'm going to do here is I'm actually going to pop over to another account here because that's where my data studio is going to be. And I'm going to start that report because I want to make sure I have the right report here. So I'm going to go into my Google Sheets. So what I'm looking for in this case is the back to school night information. All right. And this is this is going to be the spreadsheet where I'm going to be pulling all of my information from. And this is my the worksheet that I'm going to be dealing with. Um, one of the nice things about Data Studio is it doesn't just have to be from one spreadsheet or one tab or one worksheet. You can actually pull from multiple sources all into one Data Studio uh, page. So in this case here, all I'm dealing with is just my form responses. And then as usual, we have our first row as headers. These are going to be the things that I'm going to be looking at and then any hidden and filtered cells. And I'm going to hit add. Now, when I do that, it's going to connect with my spreadsheet. It's going to give me say, okay, I'm going to add data from this report. I'm going to say, okay, add that from my report. And now I get this box here. Now, here is where Data Studio becomes very, very powerful is, yes, it's pulled from my data, but I can essentially pull any type of data that I have from that spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be just from uh, what, we, what it, it gives me. Now, right now, it just gives me two fields for my spreadsheet. It gives me the last name and my record count. Well, Again, I want this to be a back to school night form. I want this to be a searchable form uh, that people can look at, that parents can search for, that they know where their teachers are or what subjects and the information that they can have for that back to school night. So over on the right hand side, we're going to see two menus. Okay, The first menu is our data menu. And this is really where I'm going to be playing and where I'm going to be putting uh, the fields that I have in my data studio uh, that are going to be in that chart. This is where I'm going to modify part of those things. And then on the right-hand side of that are the available fields. Now, Megan had mentioned one of the things that we really want to make sure that we do is that when we 
when we put in our form, when we put in our columns, we want to make sure we designate what they are because this is what I'm really going to be using to create my form. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add some fields uh, into my data source. Now, what it's going to be looking at here is it's going right now, the only data source that I have in here, or what Data Studio refers to it as a dimension, is the last name. So I want to add the teacher's first name in here. So there's two ways that I can do that. One way is I can just click on the plus sign here and add a dimension. And by doing so, I'm going to click in that first name. And when I do so, you'll notice here that the first name is now in my table. And what makes it really easy is obviously first name comes before last name. So I want to change the order of this. So all I really need to do is just take that in my dimension. And all I need to do is just click it and drag it. And I drag it in the order. And you'll notice automatically it resets the table and puts that column in first. And I can always resize these columns if I need to. Um, another way that I can add those fields in, if I just don't click Add Dimension, is I can just drag them over from the available fields. So I'm going to add a couple fields here. I'm going to add Department, and I'm going to put that here. I'm going to add the course name, and I'm going to put that here. Oops. Let's do that again. Course name. Add a dimension right there. And as I do that, you'll notice Data Studio automatically puts it right into my table. Now, this last column, record count, that's what we're going to see in terms of a metric. But we really don't want that. I'll show you why later down the road, why we don't need that right now. So anytime I want to get rid of, whether it's a dimension, any of those sort of things, or a metric, I just go to what that metric or what that uh, dimension may be. I click on the X, and I can remove that in here um, from, from my data studio. Um, other things that I can add or I'm going to be adding here in a few moments are going to be uh, the course video um, as well as the course documents. But I want to show you another way that I can do that um, in just a moment. Because if I do add the course document, I'm going to put that in here as one of my dimensions. What it's doing is it's pulling from that spreadsheet. But you'll notice here that it's giving me links. And I'm going to show you here in just a few moments how I can change that um, so that it doesn't just have the link, that it actually has a, a word in there to kind of make it a little easier. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to remove that um, from my data table. Um, now. I also have some options down here at the bottom as I scroll down. Uh, I can look at how many rows per page that I want. So, you know, we mentioned or we showed you our digital learning tools, uh, how we had over 1,900 different sources. Um, so, you know, how many rows do we want on that single page? It can be as little as one to one, five to ten, all the way up to. 5,000. So, you know, depending on how you structure your page or how you want your information to be portrayed, uh, that's where you're going to select uh, the amount. But for us here right now, uh, 100 um, is okay. Uh, we also have a summary row if we want. Here's another powerful tools. We have sorting. So how do we want to sort our data? All right, right now it's by record count. Well, I actually don't want to sort it by record count. Let's say I want to sort it by last name. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to click on that record count. And instead of saying uh, by 
rec by record count, I'm going to sort by last name and I'm going to sort it by ascending. And you'll notice here that we have them being sorted by last name. I can also do a secondary sort. So if I also wanted to do a secondary sort by, let's say, department, I can do that as well, depending on how I set up my table. Now, one of the things I do want to emphasize, and you're going to see this as I go through, is that anytime I want to make changes to something, I need to make sure that item is highlighted. So you'll notice here, I have my table highlighted. If I was to click out of that box, you'll notice over here on the right-hand side uh, that that changes. So anytime I want to make any particular changes uh, to this, I need to make sure that table is selected. Now, let's start adding some things, some elements to this um, and start kind of prettying it up a little bit because you know we know data is a little, little boring for some people. Uh, we're looking here, it's white, it's gray, it's black. We wanna make this colorful. So we're gonna add a few things here and add some personalization to this um, in terms of my data. So what I wanna call your attention to up here um, are a lot of the things that you're probably familiar with with Google in terms of their menu items. One of the things we also obviously wanna make sure we do is we wanna make sure the title um, is reflective of the data that we have. So I'm gonna change my title here. Uh, so back to school night information. Okay, we have our menu items uh, file. This is where I'm going to be able to make copies and be able to embed reports if I need them later down the road. Um, edit gives me you know, your cut, your paste, your copy. Uh, view is how do I wanna view things um, in terms of when I start putting elements into my data studio. Uh, the insert is the really powerful part. And this is where you're seeing a lot of these icons down here at the bottom and the different elements. Uh, that go along with this. So I'm gonna just kind of go through a few uh, that we have here. Um, the first part is adding a chart. So if there's a different type of chart that I wanna add, uh, whether let's say it's a, bar, it's a bar graph, it's a pie graph, it's a map, an area graph, scatter graph, there's all different types of information. So really like, let's say for example, I just wanted to put in a line graph, that's the type of data that I have. Really all I need to do is click on it, I need to click on the line that I need. And then what Data Studio allows me to do is just essentially drag it in. And that's gonna present my data that's in here. Or if I want to add, uh, let's say we're gonna go with a pivot table here. Uh, something that I, you know, be able to put the information in here as well. But that's where I can add different elements. Now in this case, I wanna have a record count. One of the things that you may have seen when Megan was showing you our digital learning tools uh, was the record count. So I'm gonna go here into my scorecard and I'm just going to put this into my table. And you'll notice right now it's giving me a record count. Now, this is something that I can change, that I can edit. So instead of, let's just say, instead of it saying record count, that's gonna be one of our metrics. I'm gonna click on the pencil tool down here in our record count. And I'm going to say, I'm gonna say, let's just say teacher count. And now you'll notice instead of that being that default of what that metric was, it gives us exactly the name that we have. So I can add those sorts of elements into, uh, into my data studio. Uh, next, the visualizations and components. That's something that we really don't have to worry about. I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, we have a date range. So if you have data that, that is between certain times and you wanna be able to sort from those times, 
uh, you can enter that date range data if you need to do so. And really all it is is clicking on it. You'll notice a box comes up and I can put that data in and I can modify it. But I'll show you how to do that in just a few moments. Uh, our data control, that gives us things that deal with uh, data that we might in terms of Google Analytics. But again, we're trying to keep this simple here. We don't have to worry about this. This is the filter control. So this is really what set Data Studio and really what caught our eye uh, as far as looking at searchable filters, things that people can use to sort through the data. As I mentioned before, we have over 1,900 different sources. How do we search for those sources? So I'm going to go into here into my filter control. And you'll notice it comes up with a box, so I'm going to line it up. And this is the nice thing. If you're one of those people like me who want to make sure everything is lined up, uh, it gives you these tools to let you kind of line things up to make it look nice. And I'm going to put in that filter control. And right now, the default that it gives us here is we're going to search by last name. So that's going to be one of the filters that we have. Let me add another one. Uh, so I'm going to put another one in here. Let me just line this up. Okay, and we can search it by first name. Now, what if this isn't what I want to search by? I want to be able to change that. I don't want to search by first name. I want to be able to search it by, um, by department. So I'm going to go down here to where we have our dimension because that's where it came from, that first name. You'll notice, again, it's highlighted. Um, and I'm going to click on the name, and instead of first name, I'm going to go down here to department. So changing those filters is very, very simple. All you need to do is just drag one in. Let me add another one in. And let's just say, okay, again, it puts it defaults to first name. I don't want first name. Let's say I want to be able to search uh, by course. So I'm going to go down here to my dimension. And I'm going to go down here into course name. So right there, I've added three different filters that I can use to be able to search, uh, search my data. Now, one other thing that you're going to see over here is you see these numbers here. Now, depending on how you want your data, you may want your numbers, you may not want your numbers. Um, this is one of those metrics that come along with it. If I don't want that, in this case, I'm just going to take out um, some of the things Oops, that we got in here. Sorry about that. So I'm going to go here, and I'll get that to that here in a minute. So that's going to go into my style. All right, so let me go back up here. So when I go into the style, this is where I'm going to start prettying things up. And I can where I can add some of the data, or I can color things, I can change the fonts. Notice again that I have my, um, I have my table highlighted. All right, so that's going to give me the style, or that's going to give me the way to be able to modify this. So I can change things in terms of my headers. So let's say I have my text here. I want to make that a little bigger. I'm going to make that a 20 font, so we can make that larger. We can change the font to whatever font we want that to be. We can also wrap the text if we need to do so. If I have certain columns in there that, uh, that the, the text is larger than the width of that column, I can change color table, colors of the table. So first of all is our header. So right now it's gray. I want to change that. Let's say I'm going to use orange. So now I can change the color of the, of the table header in here. I can also change the colors of the borders. Right now it's gray. If I wanted it to be another color, like let's say black or a dark gray, I can do that. 
I can change the row color. So like every other row color that I have, let's say I'm gonna make it, uh, I'm gonna pick like a light, I'm not very good with colors here. I'm gonna make that a light yellow. And so you can change the colors that go along with that. I can also change the labels that go along with the table. All right, as far as if I wanna make those fonts larger or if I wanna make them smaller. So a lot of this is very familiar in terms of uh, being able to use any of the Google Suite tools. You're gonna see a lot of the same types of things that go along with it. Now, earlier I'd mentioned um, about the row numbers to go along with that. I don't want that in here. So that's actually in my style portion and I'm just gonna take out those row numbers. And that gives me, uh, that, gives me that option to be able to take that out. I can wrap my text. I can change things about the footer that go down here. So right now I just show that pagination that go along with it. How did you share that form to make it? All right, so that's something I will actually get into um, in just a little bit. So again, a lot of this data that I, can, that I have in here, I can really just kind of modify. I can also center or justify the dimensions that I have in here. Now, I can do the same thing up here with my filter tools. So in my filter tools, remember, again, if I wanna change something about it, I'm just gonna click on it. And that's gonna go up here into my style. So with my style here, I have options in terms of a pop-up menu or fixed size. I'm a big fan of the pop-up menu because with the fixed size, um, it can get a little confusing for some people. So just having that pop-up and that drop-down that go along with it uh, makes it a lot simpler for people to use. Um, single select, and that also depends on the type of data that you have. If you just want someone to be able to select one thing out of that, or I would almost keep that unchecked because there might be multiple parts of data in that same column that somebody might want to search for. And as before, I can change things about my text if I want to make them larger, all right, for each of those, or if I want to make them smaller. So let me go back here. Um, I can change the colors that go along with it, all right, in terms of the header. So right now it's gray. I'm gonna make that, let's go back here. The label, okay, the background and colors. Change that here. So I can change the color of my boxes. I can also get into um, being able to highlight them or not essentially highlight them, put, uh, lines around the box. So I can do that for each of these. I can make, I can change them as I, as I want. Or the other option that I can have, if you just want to present your data and you want to kind of make it colorful right off the bat, it does have themes so that when I click on that theme, and I'm just going to do this real quick just to show you, um, and then I will come back to this. So if I wanted to change the theme of that, I could just click on that and then kind of data studio essentially does that all for me, but I'm going to go back on that. So let me just change a couple things here. I'm gonna go back up here into the course name. I'm gonna change that background color. Um, I'm gonna make that gray, but I do want my text to be white. And I'm gonna make that text a little larger here. And then the last one here, um, I'm gonna keep that white, but I do want to make sure um, it does have um, a highlight around it. So these are going to be the boxes um, that I'm going to search for. Now, one other thing that I do want to put in here, um, and I mentioned it when I was per first putting my data in, 
is going back to my table is those these two columns that I had, the course documents and the course uh, video links. Because if I was to put that into my table, you'll notice again what it does, and I'm just gonna resize some of my columns here, is that it gives me the link, I'm having trouble there, it gives me the link to that, and that's not what I want. Uh, what I want to be able to do is I actually want this to have something else. I just want it to say uh, course or video link or course link or how, you know, some sort of uh, some sort of words instead of having those links that go along with it. So if I click on where it says course video, I'm going to go down here to where it says create field. Now, I am a web designer, uh, but... And one of the things that I, I really enjoy and kind of way I geek out is to be looking at code. And I know some people, when they look at code, it kind of freaks them out. Data Studio does have some of those coding abilities and some of the functions that we have. If you're one of those spreadsheet people, Megan is an awesome spreadsheet person. She can, she can do anything in there. Um, there are some powerful commands that you can use to really make your data pop. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to create a new field. And this is going to be, I'm going to say course video link. And then here I'm going to put in a formula. Now, there's different types of things that we can put in here in terms of numeric or text, certain things that I might want to have that in. But I just want this to be text. And what I'm going to use for this is what's called a hyperlink. Now, you'll notice that anytime I start typing something in, it automatically gives me some of the codes that go along with it. And then once I start working with this, it gives me a little bit of, um, it gives me a little bit of help in terms of what I need to do to make this work. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to change those links that I had in the course video to words that are going to say course video link. So the way that I'm going to do that, remember if we went back and talked about the spreadsheet, is we want to make sure that we, we essentially have those columns by names and we have in a way that we can uh, use them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start typing in course. And you'll notice as I start typing in course, it gives me the options here of those columns, of those fields that were in that spreadsheet. So I don't have to remember the exact name, but at least I know that when I have that data in my spreadsheet, I can basically determine which one I want to be able to use. And in this case, I'm going to use course video. So what it's going to do is it's going to pull those from the course video on the spreadsheet. And now I'm going to put in the new name by this term. I'm going to put comma. And I'm going to put the new name in parentheses. And I'm going to put in video link. Oops, let me type that in here. Actually, let's make it video. And if anything goes wrong, you're going to see a red X here. But since everything is kind of filled out the way that Data Studio likes it, you're going to see this check mark. And I'm going to click on Apply. And now when I go back to my Data Studio, you'll notice that there now, instead of seeing all of those links, now I see that video link. I see what we have in there. So that when the user would click on any of those links, it's going to send them to those course video links. 
Same thing with our course documents. I'm going to drag that into uh, my dimensions. I'm going to make this sheet a little larger. And let me bring this smaller so we can kind of fit things in and make them look good. And I'm going to do the same thing. So all I need to do, click on the dimension that I need. I'm going to create the field. I'm going to type in course document. And I'm going to use that hyperlink function. So again, this is kind of handy as you start typing it in. Data Studio wants to help you here. So we know this is going to be course. So I'm going to start typing that in. Course documents. I'm going to type in link to docs. And I'm going to click on apply. And you'll notice here that I have those video links, I have those course documents, I have those links that are going to be in there. So really I pulled a lot of information from there um, and kind of sorted it in the way that I want. Now, one last thing that I do wanna put in here before we get into some of, the, some of the changes that we wanted to make with that is with any site, we wanna make sure that we have some sort of title, some sort of way uh, to be able to identify what this is. So if I go up here to the top, I'll go back into my menu, um, I have options for images. So if there's an image banner that I wanted to use, um, I'm gonna put this here, I'm gonna put upload from my computer. And I can essentially put in a banner. So here's a banner that I made just for our presentation here. I can essentially just click and drag elements let me just do it this way here. And I can put my banner in here. Or if I don't want a picture, let's say I just want some text, I can just put in a text box and I can just click and drag. And now I can put in elements. And you'll notice, again, over here on the right-hand side, we get some of those text properties. So let's center that. Uh, we're gonna make it larger. We're going to make it 40 here, and I'm just going to type in back to school night um, that goes along with it. So I have a lot of different elements that I can change, that I can personalize. The big thing here is really just making sure that you're able to you know, set up that data beforehand, because once you set up that data, um, you want to then set go back in your data studio and you want to be able to pull from that data. So you need to know exactly uh, where that you want to get, get those from. If I ever do want to remove any of these uh, re resources or any of these dimensions, you can just essentially, just I said, just click on it. And as you can see here, uh, data studio, we'll just give it a moment here. We'll remove that uh, from my table. So putting in and taking out different um, different elements is really, really simple. So again, I want I'm, department is important, so I'm gonna make sure I put that department in there as well. So that's one of the things that, that's kind of like a simple setup. And again, big thing here is just knowing that when you're working with your data, you're working with the elements that come along with your data studio, everything is going to be over here on the right, right hand side um, as I select it. Now, one of the things that can happen and you know, inadvertently this may happen, um, is that sometimes in a spreadsheet, somehow that data might get deleted. So I'm gonna ask Megan, if she could, uh, to delete one of the resource, one of the columns 
uh, that go along with the data that I have in here. And I'm gonna give her a moment to be able to do that. I'm just gonna check here, okay. And notice when now when I refresh the page, it's now saying Data Studio cannot connect to our data set. All right, what happened here? Why did this change? Well, this is something that I wanna be able to go back and I need to be able to fix. Now, when I click on see details here, it says the underlying data has changed, okay? So now what's happened here is our data, something got changed. I don't know what happened here. So what I need to do is I need to go back into my data source. And you'll notice here on my right-hand side, again, remember, once an element is selected, that data source is, or whatever you're dealing with, is gonna be on the right-hand side. My data source is right here. This is where I'm pulling my information from. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go back to my data source. I'm gonna edit the data source. And right now, I'm gonna refresh those fields. So basically, when I started this table, it was pulling from the data that was on that spreadsheet. Well, now something's gone and it's hiccuping. It's not happy with that. So what I need to do is I actually need to refresh those fields. And what it's saying now is, okay, that first name was our missing field. These will change. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, that's going to apply. And now when I click on done, Let's do that again. Go to our refresher fields. There we go. Update. Uh, let's refresh. Why is that not working for me? Hold on here. I refresh those fields. Continue. Okay. Let's just double check everything. Megan, you want to help me out here for a minute? Having a brain fart here. Like, uh, check to make sure, remember, you have to make sure that the invalid dimension over on the right side is removed. Uh, there we go. That's right. Right. Dimension. There it is. Sometimes we all have a little brain fart there. Too much information at one time. So now you'll notice that that field has now been removed from here and now I'm still being able to pull that data from there. Now, if I want to add that dimension again or if I want to add that field back in, so Megan, if you could add that field back in to the spreadsheet and I'm gonna refresh here again. Give it a moment here. Okay, so let me add a field back in here. One moment. Let's see what happens. Oh. All right, so if I want to essentially add a field back in, I can go um, into my data source and I can add a field. And these are gonna give me some of those available fields. In this case, I wanna put, I think it was first name that we got rid of, or is it still in there? Let me refresh the document here. Refresh the fields, there it is, okay. So now when I refresh those fields, it's back into the spreadsheet. 
And now I can put that field back into, into my dimensions. So if you change things about your spreadsheet, you get a little hiccup, not a big deal. Just go back here and edit your data source and then refresh your fields. But as we saw here, we're gonna go back here again. Okay, let me refresh our data. Okay, we wanna make sure that if we do have those missing, that we take those out of the dimensions. That was the issue uh, that I was having. Now, what does this spreadsheet look like? Or what does this data studio table look like? Well, here, if I click on view, now you'll notice here I have all of my information. I have the documents, I have the links that I want. Again, I can search by department. So if I only wanna see social studies, and one of the things I've, I wanna point out here is you'll notice that as I go by those dimensions, the count changes. So if I wanted to change in that sort, if I wanted to search by last name, I only wanna see Herman, you're gonna see those courses here as well. So it really is interactive and allows us to be able to search for everything and be able to kind of narrow it down to the information um, that I have. Now, few other things here before I'm gonna turn this uh, back over to Megan, is what if I have multiple pages or what if I wanna share this? Well, one of the nice things here with Data Studio, if I wanna be able to add a page, I can just add pages. I can add as many pages as I want. So if you have five or six different pages that you want to portray your information on, um, that you can. Um, being able to you know, embed this into a website, very, very simple. All I need to do is go over here to file and embed report. And what that's going to give me is that's going to give me two ways to be able to embed that report. So if I'm using um, a web website development program like Dreamweaver or something of that sort, I can put in the, the code for iframes. Um, if you are using this in Google Sites like we use it, uh, we want to embed them through the URL. So all we really need to do is copy that to the, click, uh, the clipboard and then I can just paste that into my website. Um, or if I just want to have that page share, being able to share that page, I can type in names and email addresses of people for that to view um, and give them that information here as well. So there's a lot of different ways uh, that we can show that information uh, that goes along with it. So my advice to you is, you know, really, it seems like a lot. It seems like it takes a lot of programming. And really, it's not. It's just making the biggest thing is making sure your data is organized, making sure that you have fields that you know that you're going to be able to search by or you know that you're going to be able to uh, filter through. And then, as I mentioned before, just making sure that when you're going through each of those elements that you're just clicking on them and then looking over over here on the right hand side and whether I want to change the data when it goes along with it or the style that goes along with it, you really can make that data your own. So that's kind of where I'm looking at in terms of uh, what that spreadsheet is going to be. So I'm going to turn this over to Megan and kind of looking at some of the district level uses for Data Studio. Absolutely. In fact, Mike, before you turn it back over to me, can I have you go back to the live data studio table? Because the sure. one thing I want to show people is just how, if you, as certainly if you change the uh, 
the actual spreadsheet, you're deleting columns, that's where you have to go through all those crazy steps. But if the data is changing, so I want you to focus on James Allen here. Um, maybe James Allen teaches 10th grade chorus and 9th grade or, and 12th grade chorus. And Mike, if you just hit the refresh button real quick, sometimes it doesn't change as fast as we would like. You notice that automatically updates. So if you have a Google form coming in, you don't have to go through and do any sort of crazy text. Um, data that's collected as a text. This is all data that's collected as text that you're seeing here. Um, a long answer text field, you can certainly include. I would just avoid adding a filter for that because that would get messy. Right. Yeah, um, especially if they spell things differently or depending on how it's formatted. Yeah, that could run it. That could run into some tables and really or problems. That's what really kind of like you want that consistency in there as well. Yeah. So that was all I wanted to show. So Mike, you can go ahead back to the um, okay. to the slide presentation. And I already saw people popping some great ideas into the chat about how you can use this. And these are certainly not, you know, the end all be all and you can run with this from here. But just some things that we were spitballing about ways to use Data Studio at the, starting the district level, you know, staff directories makes it easy to search athletic schedules, you can search by team, you can search by month by date, whatever you need to. Um, clearly, we used it as a repository of tech technology resources. It can be a professional development menu for people to search by topic and by month. Um, the the district event, a district event calendar, technology status data, dashboard, what's up, what's not working so people can stop emailing the tech department about, you know, is this up, is this down, etc. And we are, we're always like, every time we come up with something new, the first thing Megan and I start thinking is, Oh, how can we use this in Data Studio? How can we, you know, and that's that's kind of where it really drives the the types of uh, the types of forms that we come up with. Absolutely, um, you know, at a building level, again, staff directory, club and activity directory, as you saw with office hours, online course catalog. I mean, it would be great to take. I know our school still has essentially a what is it, Mike? Like some fifty-three page PDF mm -hmm. that the kids have to yep. wade through. Um, Working on it for next year. <laughs> yeah, summaries of discipline reports. Obviously, you saw the online back to school night presentations. And depending upon how you're using this, whether it's discipline reports or progress monitoring reports, they they those obviously do not need to be made public, but they can very easily be used to look at that data. Um, at a department or grade level, um, you know, looking at repository of shared content resources. I know as a social science department chair, we work all the time to try and get people to share their resources. It can be teaching schedules. Um, yes, you can absolutely either link Data Studio to your Google site, or you can embed it in your Google site, which is actually more powerful. And if you rewind probably about three minutes in the video, Mike just, Mike did talk about how to do that. Um, and then for classroom uses, for individual teachers, you know, your repository of materials, um, you could absolutely use it with, with students. You know, some of the examples Mike was showing earlier, I know we're showing all these examples of how to use just text, but Mike's a chemistry teacher. He could have his kids using Data Studio to plot lab results. As a social studies teacher, I could use the map view to have students create a data studio report about the locations of various battles or civil rights events or whatever it might be that I'm teaching. You can do grade reports um, for the teachers to be able to visualize the data from um, you know, their, their student grade book so they can use it for, for progress monitoring. And 
I'm sure you all will come up with probably a thousand other ways that you can use this because the bottom line is, if it's something that can be put in a Google Sheet, it can work in Data Studio. So yeah, and that's that's we we invite you. I know a lot of you start following us on Twitter. Throw out your ideas. You know, we we would love to hear them. We want to bring that. We want to be able to share that with our teachers and our district and anyone that we deal with. So if there's ideas that you can come up with. Um, you know, please share them with us. So we have a question here. What happens if someone submits a resource and then leaves school and their account is disabled? Does the document stay shared with everyone? Um, I would say in this case, yeah, if, if that resource is gone, like if there are, if for, depending on how the administrator sets, sets their settings, if that document is gone, then you're going to run into that issue where it's not going to be able to pull the data from there. So that's something that we'd have, we'd have to go back and we would have to adjust for that. So maybe, you know, before that person leaves, if you have permission to be able to use those resources, make a copy and then pull that back into your data studio. You, as I mentioned before, you know, what's nice with data studio is it doesn't just have to be from one document. It can come from multiple documents as well. So yeah. And the other thing I would add is if you're as you're sharing resources, you obviously want to make sure that the sharing permissions on those resources that you're sharing are set so that anyone with the link can view it. Um, in fact, one of the things we've done on our spreadsheet is we've used the uh, URL extension template slash preview, which brings up a view. Any of you who've ever used Slides Mania, um, where you, know, you get to see the preview and then it gives you a link to use the template, which makes a copy for yourself. That way we don't have people in our resources asking for copies all the time. So before we finish up here, are there any other questions uh, that you may have? Anything that you know, you're interested to hear about with Data Studio or something that could go along with it? This is your time to ask. And, and even if you don't come up with them now, please you know, share them with us. You know, for those of you who may are watching a recorded uh, version of this, please feel free to reach out to either myself or Megan. We'll be more than happy to answer any questions to go along with that. But does anybody have any questions, uh, anything else? So far, there's been some great questions. Yeah, I just saw one pop up and it went off the screen before I could even read it. So. Hopefully, maybe we'll pop that back up again. So the long answer text field, great question. Um, you can absolutely have long answer text fields. It, really, when Mike was doing the the Data Studio uh, report, the long the uh, the URLs were long answer text fields. The key is that if it's a long answer text field, you don't want to apply a filter to that field because that's where it gets super messy. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of looking for specific things in there, right? So any field, so this is where you have to just think ahead. Any field that you want to filter by, you want to have a, a more limited, uh, limited number of choices. Um, is it possible to approve before certain data goes live? So, you know, not really. It, I mean, it depends on how you have it set up. You could always have a Google form set up that feeds to a different sheet. And then as essentially the, the moderator, you're going to look at that and say, okay, I'm going to now copy and paste it into the sheet where my data studio, um, my, that's my, that my data studio report is pulling from. Right, because that's going to go right into the sheet, right? So the exception to preview the template, you just replace edit with slash template slash preview. So delete in the URL, you would delete everything in the um, everything in the URL except for the up to the edit and then template slash preview.
it's my new favorite extension. Mm. We're all about extensions here. <laughs> Any other questions? I'm going to let you handle this one, but how it can be shown as a picture? I know Awesome Table is better about. Right. Yeah. This, you know, like as, as much as we can do with Data Studio, you know, pictures get a little, it could be a little tough, especially if you're pulling from a drive folder or something like that. Um, I, you know, I've experienced, I, we use both. <clears throat> we use, you know, Data Studio is more of, you know, the the text and that sort of stuff. You know, if you're looking for something that deals with pictures, um, I would take a look at um, Awesome Tables and maybe we have an idea for another uh, GEG session. Maybe we can start setting that up, Megan. Um, you know, so I keep, we keep going over all these things like we're going to run out of summer sometime soon. Um, but I, you know, I would almost suggest using the link in in something like Awesome Tables. You know, Data Studio is really good for the contextual and the and the numbers and the letters. You know, something like Awesome Tables would be more for the pictures and stuff. Anything else? And great, yeah, definitely. And the one comment, thank you so much, Susan. Um, you know, definitely one of the things that. I always encourage people to is play around. That, that's really how you learn. That's how I learn. Make mistakes, figure it out. You know, sometimes it's going to work the way you want it. Sometimes it won't. But once you learn how to do that, um, it, it's really you know, Data Studio can really be a powerful tool. So we want to thank everyone um, for coming. We really appreciate it. So one of the things that we would like to do to reward some of our watchers is we have free stickers that we're going to be giving out. Um, and we're that we're going to be putting that um, into the chat, um, and we're giving away uh, two-minute tech sticker stickers. So I'm going to hold them up right here. Um, so all you have to do is, if you just fill out that form, we'll pick a few people by random, and we'll send you uh, one of our two-minute tech stickers just for our thanks for for coming here and taking time out of your day to to come watch us and to ask questions that go along with it. Um, and as you know, as we finish up here, um, if anyone ever has any more questions or comments, if you want to, if you want to just follow us and see what's going on and, and give us ideas, you know, you can find us in a lot of different ways. Um, we're on the web at twominutetech.com. Um, we're on Twitter at twomin underscore tech, and on Facebook as well at two minute tech. And is there anything else you wanted to add, Megan? No, I think that was it. There was just one great question I saw um, about help menus. And just, you know, because Data Studio is a okay. Google product, there is a fabulous help menu. Um, and you can get, you can have both the pop-up help menu and there's the entire searchable community resource. Mm -hmm. And like, if you go back to help. Yep. There's the um, so right now, like the, the part of the help is as you're going through, like this is nice. Like if you're having that problem with, let's say, fields, you can just type in field and it's going to give you, you know, how to refresh your data sources. So it's going to show you how to do that. So you have like that real time help as you're going through here. Um, and it also has the community forum. And, you know, a lot of us. You know, we're, we did live and die by forums and being able to ask questions and have people answering them. So, you know, you do have a lot of help in here. It's not just you kind of battling through it yourself. There's a lot of different ways that you can find ways to, uh, to, to really, you know, dial in the data that you need. Yeah, I'm seeing a ton of thank yous and everybody just seems relieved by this resource. I see a lot of people that are like, I'm going to get off of this and go play with Data Studio. Um, I know some people have board meetings tonight and they're going to create presentations for their board and they'll probably look gorgeous. 
So thank you so much. And uh, I agree, Susan, my mind is overflowing with ideas too, of just how I can use this and how I can better support teachers. So thank you so much, both of you. Um, they are coming back in August. If you are a Canva, is it, Can it's Canva, right? Canva. Canva. I don't use it. Um, if you are a Canvas district and you want to learn more or you're going that route, they are here to support. So feel free to invite teachers, others, any educator that might benefit from that session. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you. Bye guys. Thank Bye -bye. you.